0: SBN6 690 and Action Sports Shax presents Brent and Friends with Brent Martineau. We're going to have to show a little more patience than the year two pom-pom people. Casey Kurtz. Yo! S- but what are we doing, bro? Come
1: on! And Aaron Schachter. I'm, I'm all in favor of these two, showing their love, really <laughs> celebrating their relationship.
2: Get 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 Get
0: This is Brent and Friends with Brent Martineau, Kiki Kurtz, and Aaron Schachter on Jacksonville's home for ESPN Radio, ESPN
2: 690.
0: Hey, it's a Friday. We're at another high school, and it's not raining on me right now as we set up. Knock on some wood somewhere along the way, will you? Got to find it first. I got to find it, yeah. And they don't make cars out of wood anymore. <laughs> did they once? They I think they did. might
1: not have. No. Sounds dangerous, I'll <laughs> be honest. They might have. Back, back back in the horse and buggies, they threw a couple of uh, wheels yeah. on a motor and they were like, all right, try this one.
0: That's not what they do at Nimnik Buick GMC. That's right. They make GMC Sierra trucks standing right outside. This one every Friday or Friday coverage brought to you by the Buick GMC. Brett Martin, Aaron Schachter. Casey Kurtz on a Friday and a shortened show, guys, because we've got Florida State football tonight. I hate when the colleges play on Friday nights. I hate it.
3: Way to promo the game, baby. Way to go. <laughs> You're killing wow. it so far. Two minutes in. Lots well, of games. Listen, I mean,
0: good, good luck. I hope Florida State wins all that. I mean, it's part of the game now, but come on. I, I hate you, a, but good it's luck. It's high school Friday nights. I didn't say hate them. A lot of people do it, right? Play on Thursday, that's fine. So where Play are you on at? Wednesday, that's fine. But you, Friday's high school day. Where are you at for the high school games tonight? Yeah, hey, we're at Fleming Island. Uh, yeah. Trying to set me straight. Fleming Island High School, baby. And hey, we got Oakleaf and Fleming Island. Big Clay County Clash. And we're going to have John Scrimolo, the athletic director from Clay County, out in the 4 o'clock hour. Uh, Bruce Moeller is going to join us today. Uh, Mark Davoli from Davoli's House of Cards. Explain to you guys like you're a two-year-old this fantasy thing that we're doing, okay? You have an investment this weekend, and we got to explain how it works, but also how everybody else can get involved. And he joins us for our picks uh, each and every week. We'll see how those are going for Casey. Shut up, us, right? uh, <laughs> As well. Uh, so, yeah, we got a big day ahead. Uh Quick programming reminder, not only FSU coverage starts at 5 as they play Louisville. We're going to jump right into that conversation in just a couple of moments. But uh, we also have the Blitz scoreboard show tonight, and because of Florida State, it won't play um, on ESPN six ninety, but we have it on the social media channels, and quite frankly, that's where we promote that show the most. We want you watching on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, so we can show you some highlights and end-of-the-game stuff and and graphically build out the show for you high school uh, football fans, uh, so you can do that. 9 p.m. until 10:30, we'll still have the show. Leads right into our Friday night blitz coverage at 10:30 on uh, Fox 30. Which also we've been showing Casey on the uh, social media uh,
3: streams. Yeah, we have. Well. So you um, got one hell of a producer back here. <laughs> That's right. <That's> <laughs> He's he himself.
0: All right, cool. The behind the operation. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that that is it. Uh, meanwhile, it's just a normal day for Aaron Casey. He gets out at five every Friday. Yeah. Look at me. I got the easy job. <laughs> You guys Probably are working. Came in today.
1: Into the wee hours of the night. I'm sitting here like, uh, is it 5 o'clock yet? Where are we at?
0: Yeah, are you kidding me? You've been uh, doing Yeoman's work, And, and uh, you got to get up early. It's time to get up early for the wow. Well, sometimes you record. Yeah, when, uh, that's uh, an early show. It's oh, a long <laughs> work day. It's
1: like a 14 hour work day. But you know, I'm going to Taco Fest tonight. I'm going to have myself some
0: tacos. Taco Fest? Where's that?
1: It's uh, downtown at the Fair. fairgrounds.
0: You know what's funny? Here's the, Here's our worlds are so different. <laughs> right? Okay. Because. First of all, I would never be going to Taco Fest just because. Oh,
1: Brent Martino would it be called Dead at Taco no.
0: Fest? <laughs> That's about yeah. it. I just, I, I wouldn't even know Taco <laughs> Fest exists. <laughs> like I just would. It just isn't in my landscape. Casey, you going to Taco Fest? No. <laughs> he was <laughs> you ever invited been to Taco Fest. He was I've invited been, though. Yeah. He was invited. Taco Fest sounds kind of fun though.
1: It, but, it but, is fun. What they what they what got a hot chili <laughs> eating <laughs> contest tomorrow. They got a Chihuahua race. Who wouldn't want to go to the Chihuahua <laughs> race?
0: It's a two-day event? Yes, man. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's a big deal. Uh, uh, But what I'm saying is, like, there is nothing that exists on a Friday night in my life in the fall. Like, nothing. Like, it doesn't matter if the kids are playing or there's a big... Actually, I will say there's one thing. There's one exception to this rule, and that is... Zach Brown band, band concert is coming in again on a Friday. Are Why you do they serious? always pick Friday? Not again, bro. I might do it. I'm not sure. I'm not I'm debating. Should Are I do it or should Brown I not? Fan? You got to oh, take yeah, the opportunity. He did it. Man. He did it last year. And he didn't do the show. Did anyone not do the show or did I did I come late? No, you
1: didn't do the show. Did anyone mm. hook you up with like a meet and greet or access or anything?
0: Nah, nobody's done that. I never oh, asked, really. Brent. We just buy tickets, pay a crazy amount of money for them, and doing, I, I like seeing Zach Brown. Be.
3: All you did was send me that video when he was singing Colder Weather, which was dope. It's a great oh, song. Good, Still man. love it. If that's you go, good. send me another one. Listen, when you but He out-
0: always comes on Fridays. He always comes on Fridays, Friday's every the best time. time for a show. I know, but gosh. Not man. if you're Martin, Doesn't no. he, he care about Brent? <laughs> like, I love him. He do not care about me.
1: Listen, when Zach Brown Band comes to town, ditch this nonsense sports radio stuff, and I'll get you a meet and greet <laughs> <read> or something. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, They yeah. are coming to town October 7th. We've already bought tickets. The question Dang. is, am I going, and how much am I going to the concert? Oh, uh, that's we'll the figure. show
3: I'm missing too, Brent. So, uh, you know, if you don't uh, decide to come, I'm good screwed. luck. <laughs> yep. Might as well go. <laughs> Might as well cancel the show. You're out that day? Is that's that, the day you're I'm out. That time? I'm going to be at a wedding, yeah.
0: Well, I'm definitely not going to the whole concert. Let's Brent, just say who that. goes if you don't
1: go? Like, who goes with Steph?
0: Uh, a Steph and uh, well, we got a couple of friends. We bought four tickets. We got a couple of friends that went with us last year. I think uh, we bought these tickets so long ago, I can't even remember what we decided, but I think they're going again. Where's the show and at I Dailies? Don't know. She, It's at Daly's, yeah. Oh man, she I'm gonna,
1: gonna get you the hookup, dude. I'm gonna get you the rich get richer when it comes to the Martino squad. I'm gonna get you the <laughs> hookup. <laughs>
0: okay, when can see. I get a
3: freaking hookup for anything? <laughs> you don't get that. No
0: I cookies. do listen. There are a few, I don't like uh, I, l- I really do like a few acts, like really, really, really like Eric Church and really, really, really like Zach Brown Band. Like those are the two that I can't so wait. Garlic, like Garth until they put in- guy. Well, I was, night. but I mean, Garth doesn't put out a lot of new stuff now. Yeah. But I can't really wait sucks. for like I have no idea <laughs> what, what, wait, what, Casey. I can't wait <laughs> until the Eric Church and Zach Brown Band like albums come out. Okay. You know, you're like I know guy. when their release date is. Like, right. I know nothing else about. Like I don't know when a Taylor Swift release date is. It's so. Coming soon. You don't know about is the Zayte t-
1: release? You're not a Swifty? No.
3: <laughs> it's coming Weird. soon to a theater. I, I'll
0: never forget on this show, by the way, like the first time Austin and Coos, they, like way back, year one, this like Taylor Swift album was coming out. And I want to say they were excited, but Coos was like next level excited. That's well, a big and deal in like, his world. Are you kidding? And yeah, I just didn't get it all. Yeah. You know, I was, kinda, I was like, is this really happening right now on a sports show? A normal and reaction for write,
1: a man of your age,
3: yeah.
0: Yeah, people right now are probably asking, "Is this really happening on a sports show?" So let's talk some sports. <laughs> hey, the first Taylor Swift
3: album was Elite, though. So
0: let's just yeah. Taylor Swift's really talented. I oh. just like I'm not uh, going to say I can't wait for her album to come out. You know, Eric Church, Zach Brown Band, those are it for me now. She, she was your
3: captain, Brent. You were on the bleachers. <laughs>
0: <As> a, <laughs> those are uh, your lyrics, go. Brent. If you don't okay. recognize them, I know the song. That one's in the country song. That is. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying John, that John, first album was Elite, yeah. the country yes. album.
3: Yeah. You know then that album's like, oh, worth like sixty bucks right now. Like really? just Because she says a line in it that eventually got pulled. Like, if you stream the song, I, I literally can't say it, but if you stream the song, they've changed it completely, but the album has it, and I have it. Huh. Did not know that.
0: Look at me. Uh, yeah, you guys teaching me everything Look here. Look me go. Uh, all right, let's come out of the gates talking some FSU football. They play tonight. Well, the gates opened 10 minutes ago. <laughs> gates, that gate opened a while ago. I got here early. Um, Florida State, Louisville tonight. I don't know where this ranks in the landscape of, like, big games, but, boy, would it be nice, right? Louisville's not very good. Florida State's 2-0. and They've had a week to even fix more things. Jordan Travis playing supremely confident. They escaped with a win where a game I thought they dominated LSU. Now can they go up to Louisville and pull off a win and, and keep the train rolling a little bit, man? Every win is valuable, and who cares if Louisville's down? That would still be a nice win. So uh, can they do it, Casey Kurtz?
3: Sure, they can do it. Yeah, I think I think the bye week will do them some good. They'll fix the stuff that you flame Mike Norvell about. Louisville's a scary team to me because Malik Cunningham is very good. He has not had a good start to the season. He lost all the money I put on him for winning the Heisman because I thought it was possible. That's not going to happen. But he still has the ability to make plays with his legs. He can still throw it a little bit. He's a dangerous guy. He's like Lamar Jackson. No wonder they have him. So, you got to watch out for that. He's more dynamic running than Jordan Travis, but Jordan Travis is a better thrower, for my money. Uh, I think it's a really good matchup. I think the environment will be good. I think it'll be great, actually. So they'll have to weather that storm, but they weathered it last or two weeks ago in the dome. I think it's going to be a really good football game. I just wish it wasn't on Friday night.
0: Yeah, I think so. Too. It does get lost a little bit, to, in my estimation, on a Friday night. Maybe it's just my life, like I was saying, but I, I still—it's not the same as playing on a Saturday. How? how I mean, again, three and and0 oh guys seems so significant for it does. Florida State. It does. Like 3-0 and Aaron used to be like, oh, um, tell us when we're like 8-0. I'll, then, I'll pay, well, not, then I'll pay attention. Everybody's paying attention. But it just felt like that was nothing. Now baby this is steps like a now. monumental thing, you know. Yeah, you
1: got to take these baby steps to get back to prominence, and this is a big part of it, right? You can't lose to the teams you're supposed to win against. And I know that Louisville is uh, having an off year in terms of the roster. Florida State on paper at least looks a little bit better. But, you know, home team – Five and two in the last seven, and they always play each other close. So
0: oh, you got trends. You, I like it. If you're FSU, you definitely go in there with uh, your
1: head on the proverbial swivel,
0: guys. Hey, listen, I want to go back to a conversation I think we've had a little bit when we've talked Florida State, and I think it's worth repeating over and over again because I think it, it relates to all levels of football, and I'm going to pound this home, guys, and you're going to get tired of this, right. and I don't care. But Jordan Travis being with Mike Norvell now for a few years has made him more comfortable. There's no doubt. Like, we talk about comfortability with the quarterback position. Guys, Casey, like, you notice it too. This guy looks comfortable there. He looks confident there. And be honest with you, there's really not a lot to breed off of confidence over the last couple of years with results and play. And so it's almost like he's got this, blind, I don't know, a blind faith in his guys, but this confidence Because he knows the system. You know what I mean? Like he knows what they're trying to accomplish, and he probably knows it better than anybody else. And I think that's part of the reason you've seen Travis play really well over these first couple of games, and I'm hoping it continues. He is not this elite prospect quarterback. They need to get better quarterbacks than Jordan Travis in Tallahassee if they're going to get back to winning big. That's the bottom line. They need to be better than him at the QB position overall. But. For this year he's got guys believing and he looks like he might be the guy that helps change this over and i just can't stop thinking about the continuity casey how much more comfortable he looks than he did a year ago and and even previously with norvell yeah he
3: looks great He, he looks like he understands everything he looks like a guy that his head coach has confidence in him and that's that's a big part of it mike norvell's confident with him on the field and he's now confident to play for him i don't know if they've had that at least up until this point. They definitely have it right now. So, yeah, he looks as good as he's ever looked, and maybe this is the peak for Jordan Travis. We don't know. But, yeah, he's, he's the main reason they win football games. But I'll tell you this, so far this season in Louisville, on the ground, on defense, they give up 208 yards a game and two touchdowns oh. on average. Oh. Now, granted, only, they've only played a couple games. I get that. Oh. But if, if you're seeing, the, actually, it's five point, or, uh, 2.3 touchdowns per game, so even a little oh. more than two on average on the ground only. So uh, That's a leaky D. That three-headed monster for FSU might be ready to eat here in a couple hours. And by
1: the way, Jordan Travis may not be like an elite-level quarterback on the college ranks, but the fact that these wide receivers have kind of settled into their roles, Micah Pittman and Tario Wilson being the main targets for Travis, and then Johnny Wilson with the long, breaking off a play when he can, boom or bust kind of deal. I I think this uh, offense is really clicking on all, all cylinders right now.
0: Well, you look at – here's what's interesting to me. We came out of the gates in the first week, and they obviously, you know, had no problem with, uh, your, as you guys like to say, Duquesne. It was Duquesne. But it's Duquesne. <laughs> but there's for an you. S. <laughs> and what did we talk about? Remember, Casey? Look at those backs. Did they have something in the backs? Three guys over 100 yards yeah. and a touchdown? Like, that it never happened before. Boys. Well, we didn't really say that coming off the LSU game, right? I, I mean, we weren't like, whoa, look at the running backs. No, we're more like Jordan Travis. And so now you bring up a good point. You can run against Louisville. Does the story flip back or combine now? Look at Jordan Travis and look at the running backs because it certainly does feel like the offensive line is better than it's been. I don't know how good they are, but it's certainly better than it's been. And they did a good job, in fact, by the fourth quarter against that LSU front. I thought they started to own that front a little bit of LSU. So it's a good sign. For the offensive line,
3: yeah, I I think we're going to come out of this game saying, wow, they they have Ward. We've known about him. He's been here a couple years, but I think Toa going to get the football. I think Benson's going to get the football as well, and I think we are going to come out of it saying, you know what, they can run the ball, and their offensive line has gotten better than it has been. Jordan Travis is going to make plays. He's going to have to. I'm not discounting Louisville because I think they have a good quarterback that can make things happen, but. Mike Norvell is going to come out and run the football. I think. I think that's you have Have you have to, especially on the road. Yeah. You got good backs. The fumble on the goal line is the last thing we remember from the backs. So, I think you you do it kind of like what Doug Peterson's going to do. You forget about what happened last time. Should have ran the ball more. They said to Doug Peterson shouldn't have ran that play if you're Mike Norvell. But either way, come out of the gates, hand it to your running backs, and let them feast.
1: Yeah. You got that leaky D staring (laughs) these this three headed monster in the face. It's not like you've got a. A good FSU backfield going up against a good run defense or a bad backfield going up against a good defense. I mean, you got the optimal matchup here for the FSU backfield.
0: It is pretty incredible what Louisville has been able to do at the QB position over the last however many years. You go back to Bridgewater, right? And now you got Lamar. And 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 now you got Malik Cunningham, and we'll see if he can surge and and be the guy that like those two guys were from a success standpoint, not only in college but then parlay that into the NFL. But on the but outside of that, I mean, aren't you a little bit like, what's happened? Did Patrino ruin them that much? That whole thing with Bobby Petrino? and I remember Louisville's whole athletic department went through a messy time
3: mm-hmm.
0: in like every sport. It felt like. But Louisville had it going for a bit. And when you have quarterbacks, like, like what I'm getting at is Louisville, they are Malik Cunningham, and that's it, Casey. That's all <laughs> like, they got. Like that is really – look at their numbers. He's like some crazy percentage of their offense. He is.
3: So yeah, that's it's, all they got.
0: It's, uh, th- this is – it's kind of weird to see them this far down, but maybe we shouldn't say that. Living in the state of Florida, we've seen all these major programs this far down before, and Louisville looks like they're back down there.
1: Yeah, Louisville picked up uh, Tyon Evans from Tennessee who hasn't been like stalwart in the backfield but he's not bad he's averaging over uh, four yards a carry this season six and a half last season so he's certainly got some talent Marshawn Ford plays tight end for Louisville He's the he's been the main target there but you're right there's not many guys on this roster that really keep you up at night
3: and to your point they bring in Evans you expect them to like you know make plays he has two more carries currently than the quarterback yeah to your point Brent it's Malik Cunningham or bust yep
0: well then what do you do there like you
3: just I mean you just spy him right I mean you your
0: whole game plan it's kind of like the Jags this coming weekend your whole game plan revolves around Jonathan Taylor and you need a those, Taylor yeah, sniffer oh, is what you need yeah <laughs> Taylor made the you have to like obviously you have to be aware of other guys but I mean you really your focus is how do you stop that guy now yeah, defenses, most of the time, their focus is on how to stop the quarterback in general. But this guy seriously can do it both. So, and they just don't have a lot of other things that scare you. I think this would really be a good win for Florida State. I mean, every win right now is a good win for Florida State. It's a building block. It's climbing that ladder. And how many they can get to in 2022 is is really a big deal. It's a big deal for Mike Norvell. It's probably a big deal for recruiting. It's a big deal to get the fan base back on board. And beating teams like Louisville, where you used to say, like in the last handful of years, you go Florida State, Louisville, up. Oh, that's an L. And and especially on the road, nah, I don't think you're saying that here. So agreed. Uh, I th- I think there's a really good chance Florida State wins, but they got to go do it, right? They got to stack them up, and you just don't know where they are from a mindset standpoint. That was my problem last uh, game. It's now two weeks ago against LSU, Casey. I wonder. It's like all right, they dominate the game, yet they almost still lose the game. Teams like that scared me because it's like, when are they going to just take care of business and, and run away with it? Or, yeah, we're going in here, we're going to win. And, and I'm, that wasn't like it was a statement, but it wasn't like an exclamation point statement against LSU. Well,
3: I mean, they won, though. They did. You know what I'm saying? They, they won. It's still
0: like you won and you feel like you got lucky to win after dominating the game in a way.
3: What if the Jags won like that?
0: I would say the same thing. There's a, First of all, no, you'll you take wouldn't. any of them. Like, oh, you <laughs> no, I just said this. You'll take any of them, right? But I, I think it's very reminiscent of the Jags last Sunday. Like, we're, it, we should get excited that the Jags forced three turnovers. The Jags look like they have playmakers. The Jags on offense could do a lot of things. Like, I think that's reasonably uh, excitable stuff, right? That's okay to get excited. But it's also okay to say, like, that's not like silver lining stuff. No, that's different stuff. Like, this team the last couple years hasn't had those guys for Jacksonville. But then there's this other element of okay, but you still got to make the play when it counts to win. And I guess coming off the LSU game, I'm not sure they showed me that they're still that, right? They're going to go beat a lesser opponent in Louisville because they know how to win now. I'm just not sure I can say that. Uh, with a lot of confidence over Florida State. That's what I'm I'm getting at, and I certainly can't say that right now about Jacksonville. They can't even find one.
3: But I'm yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying. But what I, I the negative, the opposite, I guess, is what I'll take from you is you got to start somewhere. You got to figure it out somewhere. And somebody, as as much as we don't give it credit, somebody blocked a PAT, which is not an easy thing to do. And that's how they won. You know what I mean? So they're they they made a play at the end when they had to make a play. They might have yes, figured sir. something out. Does that they, they build off of that incredible play that was made. They take a bye week, whatever it is. They didn't obviously take off. They're still practicing. And I think them boys are going to be ready to play. And maybe that's how they figured out how to win. Time will tell. But if it's a close game tonight, we'll see what they learn from that game against LSU. Let
1: me ask you this. Close game or not, the over-under is 57. What are you thinking about that?
0: Uh, it's a little under. high, right? Yeah. yeah, probably under that. Um, I but I get why it's 57. Um, and I'm not a bet-the-under guy. Never. But, That's well, why I like you, Brent. Yeah, he's a like, bet-the-under yeah, like, guy. Yeah, I'd rather not bet-the-under All right, so here's the deal. Just real quick look, okay? This one's big because you beat Louisville on the road, and then you got Boston College at home. Now, Boston College, stylistically, can always be a pain in the ass, but, like, you can beat them. Wake Forest after that, and, again, like, you don't normally say this, but Wake Forest could be trouble for Florida State. Wake Forest is good. I know it. I'm just reminding the people out there, like this isn't Wake Forest They used to say, "Oh yeah, 54 to 10." You know, like yeah. that's not it. And then NC State, it might be, like, might be the best team in the ACC.
3: It's possible if Wake Forest drops out before then.
0: So, and then you got Clemson. So my point being, these next two weeks would be great for for Florida State to get off to a great start, four and and winnable games before they run into that, where you're probably going to drop one.
3: Lock Maybe that bowl two. game bid in now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Take I, care I of business guess. for the first four and find two more along the way.
0: Yeah, and that's that's critical, I think, uh, for this uh, year three of Mike Norvell. So Florida State tonight on ESPN 690. Coverage starts at 5 o'clock. We'll do our picks coming up a little bit later on so we've got some more college football uh, on the way. All right, Jacksonville Jaguars, home opener. Did we just put the Jags second to FSU? Yeah, we did. Look at How about us? that?
3: Look at us. We're Just built different. We're built yeah, different. We are
0: built different. Uh, we're live at Fleming at Island High School. We've got the game of the week here. We've got the Blitz scoreboard show later. We've got the Friday night Blitz later. And uh, we got Brent and friends coming up from Fleming Island High School on ESPN 690. A Friday presented by Nim Buick GMC. Yeah, I mean, I think it's special because it that was a place,
1: you know, where allowed me to play my first, you know, snaps of football in the NFL. So just excited to be able to get back there.
0: All right, that is Yannick Ngakwe, former Jacksonville Jaguar, former Minnesota Viking, former Baltimore Raven, former Las Vegas Raider, now Indianapolis Colt. I don't understand why he can't stay with a team. Now he's with Gus Bradley once again in Indianapolis. Yeah. Fred Morton. Who- Back with Aaron Schachter, Casey Kurtz. Hey, guys, I got a helmet on out here.
3: Sounds about right.
0: <laughs> yeah. You look goofy. Well, thank you. Uh, but I figured I would model this because I just picked it up. And it's Pro Football Hall of Fame helmet. And so we got our Dream 18 golf tournament coming up on uh, Monday. It makes it very difficult to do the radio show because I can't hear anything right now.
3: Often imitated, never duplicated. That's okay. me and you right now, Brent. Also, yeah, uh, sure. I
1: didn't realize, now I realize, in the, in the video I'm watching of you out at Fleming Island High School, you've got the ESPN 690 flag going behind you. I thought it was part of the helmet at first. It almost <laughs> looked like uh, like a waving flag mohawk, but uh, now I see it's just a regular helmet. Okay.
0: All right, so here's the deal. Real quick, so I can take this thing off. Uh, so we got a Pro Football Hall of Fame helmet. So uh, we we already have one up on our auction site, a silent auction, uh, which I've been sharing on social media, so you're going to have to go find it there. It's kind of not the easiest address of all just to share, unfortunately. But it's kind of a cool way to, uh, to to get everybody else involved, even if you're not playing in the tournament, and raise some extra money. So uh, we have a signed Tony Baselli Pro Football Hall of Fame helmet nice, for huh? auction. We also have a signed picture of Tony Baselli of him at the Hall of Fame next to his bust, with, uh, and he signed that one as well. That's framed. So it's I think an 8x10 might be 11x14. Well, I picked up this helmet from my buddy Jim Signorelli, and he. Uh, I just talked to Tony today, and I said, hey, can you personalize this one? I didn't know the rules. Now he's a Hall of Famer, you know? Are there rules? And, well, I mean, you know, everything's everything's a little more pricey when you're a Hall of Famer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I didn't, uh, and, and he's a new Hall of Famer, and he gets a chance to cash in on all this kind of stuff. Uh, but he uh, he said for our tournament and our silent auction, he'll sign this and personalize it. Like I told you the other day, he'd just if this was for me, he'd put Brent. You're the real media mogul, Tony vaselli H O F 22, right? Something like that. Yeah. And uh, oh, but my. you can get it personalized for somebody for yourself. And uh, once the winning bidder happens, then we'll have Tony do that. So if I was Whatever to win the happens.
1: auction, I could get him to sign it and personalize it to whom I want. If I told him, make this out to Bruce Smith.
0: He would do that or no? <laughs> yes, that'd be his gift for Bruce. Yeah. Um, that be awesome. I'm not sure he would do that. He's trying to <laughs> oh, calm okay. that down. Like, I don't want to win the bid now. Casey, <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's no way you would pay to win the, the auction just to send it to somebody else. Pay to do anything.
3: <laughs> I wouldn't because I'd have to see the look on Bruce Smith's face. But yeah. you know I'm all in for the Twitter followers. I know I'd get a few if I posted that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. You would. You would absolutely do that. So, anyway, if you're looking on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, I look goofy. But <laughs> that's because we got uh, – that's uh, probably an everyday thing. But it's really right now i got a helmet on, Pro Football Hall of Fame. good fit. I don't know if it's losing value because it's on top of my head right now. <laughs> probably but, yeah.
3: if you're sweating. No, a depreciating helmet, yeah.
0: I'm not really sweating. It's not bad out here today. But maybe it's worth yeah. more now that it's got – you know, some part of my DNA on it.
3: Here. Yeah, not you, bro. If it was Baselli, oh. maybe. Okay. Um,
0: so anyway, well, I'll, I'll, I'll sh- we don't have this up on the site yet because I just got it. So I'm going to put this up uh, first thing in the morning, and then all weekend, Saturday, Sunday, until like one o'clock Monday. You'll be able to bid on it. So pay attention to social media, um, and and if you have any questions on where to find it, you certainly can uh, let me know, and I'll point you in the right direction. And also, people who are playing in the Dream 18 on Monday will have a chance to bid on it as well but we appreciate Tony and and I uh, thought that was kind of a cool thing. All right, you guys talk a little bit so I can take down.
3: Yeah, no problem. Uh Aaron why do you think brent decided to wear the helmet after i did do you think he's just like trying to copy me and be better than me or do you just you know
1: what's the deal there for at first i didn't understand how he was going to hear us i yeah. think a couple of people in the chat were confused too but i guess he's got a speaker going out there or
3: yeah he's got the speaker but here's the thing he's not built different some of us are built different he wasn't he wasn't ready i now, had if to I remember correctly the, I day the, you wore,
1: the day you wore the helmet you were complaining all show
3: yes i was but brent couldn't even do it for three or four minutes you know what i'm saying i did it for three hours
1: well, sometimes you need well, real men to do the, the helmet work. That's
3: exactly right. Hey, Brent, welcome back.
0: Hey, you got it. Uh, no problem. I, mean, I love how, like, all of a sudden you like climbed Mount Everest because you wore a helmet. <laughs>
3: it wow. really uh, is. I've accomplished something. <laughs> well, you just you just made it to at least base camp too in your own mind. I made it. All the top and back down. I mean,
0: it really wasn't a feat of mine that I just put the helmet on, but it was very tricky to actually talk to you guys <laughs> and people. And I did with ocean, the helmet
3: on. So, build yeah. different. You know I'm uh, you know, Build different. <laughs>
0: Brent Martell, no, Aaron Shaktar, Casey Kurtz. All right. Hey, I want to play this game. Colts, Jags coming up. Give me one thing. Not give me one thing, <laughs> Casey. I love give me one thing. You love it. Casey apparently does. I love not. it. I love the idea because we never do it. Um, we only try to shoot it down so many times. Yeah. Well, give me one thing to, put, to make the Jags win. You get yeah because this this prevents you guys from going off in tangents like five different things. No, I want you zoned in. You get one thing to wow. win the game. That's it. All right. And it can't be they score more than the
1: other team. Well, that was oh, that was the easy one to do. What happened now? What do we got to do now? This is hard.
0: I'll, I'll tell you Please. what you got to do. Um, I think it's tight ends. Oh. All right. And I think Dan Arnold, Evan Ingram, whoever else they line up at tight end, has to have over 100 yards receiving against Gus Bradley's defense, the Indianapolis Colts, to win the football game. Total. And, by the way, all of the dead yeah, to- ends. Yeah, yeah, total. Yeah. That's a productive day, man. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, Tight ends, right? It's just the way so, you said
1: it made it sound like you wanted all, all of the them. tight ends to <laughs> all have I was like, I don't yards. know, Brent. That's more than we're going to have to leave a couple of important guys out of the game play. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: the I think this is a great setup. How much did we talk this off season? Doug Peterson, tight end. Doug Peterson, tight end. Evan Ingram could be a great chance. I like Dan Arnold. You know that? I don't think he's as much as involved in the preseason and even this first game as I thought he might be uh, in the passing game for the Jags. So I don't know where that's going to leave him. But against we watched this for a long time in this scheme. The tight ends kill the scheme. They absolutely destroy it. And so when you have Doug Peterson and you have Ingram, who's a matchup problem, and you have this scheme. I mean, what a formula to be able to really shine in the tight end room against the Colts on Sunday. So I love that. And by just for a reference, O.J. Howard, who, like, where had he been, scored two touchdowns last week against the Colts. So it's there, guys. It's there. And I don't think the Jags win if those numbers don't look shiny at the tight end position for the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's how you beat this. That's how you beat this uh, defense, this scheme is by doing uh, taking shots downfield with a tight end.
1: All right, well, you got? here's my one thing. At first, I thought my one thing was going to be the Jaguars need to run the ball more because of what we saw. But I'm going go to go the opposite of the ball. The run defense needs to come to work with the hard hats for the Jags to win this game. You look at last year for the Colts, every game they lost, team rushing under 120 yards every game they won team rushing over 120 the jags need to keep jonathan taylor under 120 yards to pull out the dub this weekend
0: i like it under 120 under 120 which sounds like a lot but for jt this is just a regular day of work no that no that's significant because he's going to touch it a lot yep. so don't get like don't get crazy with the 100 right because everybody's like oh my god 100 you get up 100 yards nah not this one you can, if he's touching it 30 times or 27 times and you give up 112 to your point, like, that's not that bad. You yeah. know, it's not unbelievable, but it's not that bad. And, if you and also a big chunk of that
1: Colts offense disappears when you're shutting them down, too. Yeah,
0: and if, yeah, I mean, just think, how many yards total are the Colts going to have if he only has, like, 115?
1: Probably 130.
0: <laughs> Not that much, but probably close, right? right. Uh, so hey, I like it. I like where you're going there. you got to limit him, at least contain him, and he can't go nuts. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, right, uh, Casey Kurtz, I hate you hate the game, but play it anyway.
3: Yeah, I'll play the game, uh, and I'm glad Aaron didn't take it because I'll take it. Uh, didn't we discover that the Jags offensive line when running the football was like the best in the league last week? Yep. Yes. So when it's first down, you run it. When it's second down, <laughs> you run it. If it's third down and four and in, you run it. And if it's fourth and and one, you run it again. You run the football consistently with James Robinson. He looked great last week. You do it again. You actually let Travis Etienne carry the football, which is... Different from last week because they didn't let him do it enough. You run the ball on every play and you prove that you are tougher than the Indianapolis Colts. Your offensive line is better than their defensive line. DeForest Buckner, still a question mark. Run the football right at him four straight times. If you don't somehow get 10 yards, then play defense. But run the <laughs> football as much as you can and that's how you beat the Indianapolis Colts. I like it.
0: That's my I one thing. Mean, hey, there you go. One thing. That was it. You guys did a good job for people who hate the game. I, I don't sh- hate the game. I like this game. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how it pays. We'll pay it off on Monday. See how we did <laughs> on that and see how the Jacksonville Jaguars did. Uh, you bring up the injury report. These guys are without Shaq slash Darius Leonard. Yeah,
3: man. Both of them.
0: That's and a big And they're one. without Alec Pierce. That doesn't and, feel like a big one, but it's going to be a big one. Well, it's like a second option for them, right? Yeah. I would say third option in the passing game. I think Hines is probably their second but it does take away an option now. Again, Jags, have a, Jags secondary did not play great in the opener. They have a distinct advantage in my estimation in this game. They've got to play well. But uh, And the injuries go along with that. Pittman now is questionable. It sounds like the word coming out of Indianapolis is he'll play. But for whatever reason, he's not 100%. DeForest Buckner sounds like he'll play, but he's not 100% either. So we'll see if the injuries, you know, take a toll. I put on Twitter today, guys, it was like, listen, oh it doesn't matter who plays. The Jags, like, I know this sounds like, I feel, I feel like a coach. It's like you've got to take care of your own stuff, right? I mean, you've got to do your stuff because the Jags have played, and the reason I say this, guys, the Jags, even against Indy, go down the list of quarterbacks. How many times did we play Ryan Fitzpatrick in Jacksonville that was like a backup I think we've played third-string quarterbacks in Jacksonville before. Last year, they lost to Geno Smith and made him look great, although the Broncos did too the other day. But it does, like, yes, does it matter? Probably, but it. What I'm saying is, it hasn't like meant automatic wins. Just because guys are out doesn't mean the Jags are going to win. And they need to way more worry about themselves than uh, worry about if Pittman's playing or this guy's playing or how does that. I mean, I. I know the fan base does that. That's what I'm warning you. Like, we do that because, like, wow, all right, Jags got an advantage. I'm trying to talk that's yourself a into thing. a win, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but that's not how it works. And, by the way, if you we win the injury report news. The Jags have nobody on the injury report. <laughs> we win. <laughs> like, we, <laughs> we have won that. That's incredible, by the way. It's a good it's way to energy. start no off game problem. weekend. That really is a good – I mean, it's Coach, I love that. Yeah, man. All right, uh, we'll take a break. We're live at Fleming Island High School. We'll talk about the high school – uh, football scene tonight in our game of the week, which is Oakleaf and the Golden Eagles and all our uh, high school coverage here on a Friday presented by Nimnick Buick GMC. Brett and friends on ESPN 690. Rolls on right after this. Fleming Island High School, home of the Golden Eagles, and really one of the most underrated scenes that uh, is in our area in northeast Florida, and I think one of the most underrated football programs of the last however long, quite frankly. Uh, they've been excellent. They win, 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 uh, and they're, they they want to win big, and they might have a squad to do it this year. Led by uh, Florida State commit at running back Sam Singleton, but they've got a lot of good players. I really like this Abram Wright kid. I watched him play out here uh what was it, a couple weeks ago, I think it's in the opener, and uh, he's going to Rutgers. He was terrific. Oakleaf has some really good players. Drew Ammon uh, is the quarterback. He also is like one of the goal soccer uh, scoring leaders in the area, and he also kicks for them too, which... I guess isn't too surprising it's a busy kid can can score the, Yeah, he's really you know, Jack of all trades, you know, this day and age where it's such everything's so specialized, it's really cool to watch it. He's been around there for a while now at Oakleaf. They have an outlaw, another really good player. So we got Oakleaf and Fleming Island tonight. Uh, in our game of the week for the Friday night Blitz, so our TV cameras will be out here with CBS 47, Fox 30, at Fleming Island here in Clay County. And then, of course, we have our Blitz scoreboard show tonight. Not on the radio side because of FSU football. It'll just be on social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, which is really where we want you to watch it anyway because uh, we can show you live endings of high school games. All our Friday coverage presented by Nimnick, Buick, GMC, and Baker Sports. Uh, Casey, I'm sorry I didn't hear you, but uh, Bruce on the line? He is. All right, uh, let's bring in Bruce Moeller right now, and I don't even know his title these days, director of everything (laughs) golf-related at uh, Jack's Beach Golf Club, probably. And uh, we wanted to catch up with Bruce because he's got a cool event going on tomorrow that we talked about earlier this week. I said, come on, tell everybody about it because it's a little bit different when you get the the boys and girls playing uh, some golf uh, competition with each other. Bruce, what's happening?
2: Yeah, thanks, Brent. Thanks for having me on. I'm a facility manager, general manager. I'm not sure I get I get confused sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is uh this will be the third year. So you know, on the high school platform, there's got to be like a, a certain team that invites. Uh, so Dina Turner with the uh, Providence Girls team, she's the official host. So we did this uh, a couple years now, and then after last year's event, we said, you know, how do we turn this turn the screws up a little bit on this and, and get them um, get. We'll put something different. So we thought about bringing the boys on board, and to our knowledge, there's not any or many events that involve both both the boys and the girls teams uh, playing together in competition. So we at first thought about like doing like even the pairing boys with girls, like the number one boys from this kid from this school, or the number one girls from this school. But then because of certain logistical things, we kind of stuck to the boys playing with the boys and girls playing with the girls. But, um, yeah, we've got eight schools. We've got Beachside, we've got Bowles, Creekside, Fistible, Fernandina Beach, Nice, Ponte and Providence uh, that are all bringing individual, uh, I mean, teams, boys and girls teams complete. And we also have eight at-large invites that uh, the committee with this uh, event put together to invite local talent of schools who may not have complete teams. Um, we've got some kids coming from Lake City. We've got a kid from Valdosta. So we've got some elite uh, individual players from schools that aren't in their district or don't have a team strong enough or complete enough to make the trip. So it should be a lot of fun. We've got, um, we'll have individual boy prizes, individual girl prizes, and then individual boy team, individual girl team, and then also a combined team championship for whoever team has the lowest score combined for the best four boys and the best four girls. And that'll be the Jack Speech uh, Varsity Invitational Champion. So it's, uh, it's a little different for sure.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. You almost wonder why it hasn't been done more often in the past, but good for you guys uh, for doing this. And, you know, we talk so much about all the sports around here that produce so much talent, like. Uh, well, I talk live in the baseball and softball world, but obviously we're here in Fleming Island for football. And we know how much talent there is on Saturdays and even Sundays in the NFL. But we live in a golf mecca and we produce a ton of golf talent. The high school golf talent. Uh, I know specifically on the boys side and we've covered some fantastic girls players as well, Bruce. I mean, it is crazy good. Like. You better shoot par, or you're not amongst the elite. In fact, you better break par, or you're not among the elite. Yeah, it really has. I think there's
2: a lot of. I mean, North Florida's also got a wealth of uh, amazing golf courses and properties that open their doors, for the most part, to a lot of these schools that uh, need a place to practice, play matches. And I think when you're you know playing a lot of these great golf courses and, and uh, you've got a lot of great golf facilities that are opening the doors to them, you you get a little bit more than the average place. So I think the talent level. Um, you've got great coaching, too. You've got great instructors in this area. So the facilities, the teachers, the uh, the pre- parental involvement nowadays, as you well know, with, with all junior sports, especially golf, it seems like there's a, you know, every time we have like the U.S. Kids events out here, there's like for every one kid there's 2.7 parents or grandparents. or I mean, there's just there's an awful lot of support behind uh, junior anything, especially when it comes to golf. So it, it's, uh, it doesn't surprise me that it lends to, uh, a lot of these scores yeah, you're exactly right. If you're you know the fourth person on the
0: uh pond of team, if you're not shooting sixty eight, you're getting out Wow, crazy, isn't it? Uh, Bruce Moeller, director of everything at Jack's Beach Golf Club, uh, joining us right now on ESPN 690. they got a big event coming on tomorrow, oh, an invitational, uh, where boys and girls compete together in a lot of different ways, but a team event uh, at the end of it as well. And you told me, I think, 11 o'clock-ish, 11.30 uh, T also, and people can just come out and watch and check it out, right? Yes,
2: absolutely. It's uh, 11.30 double T start. Um, and uh, yeah, they can come out and watch. There's the, uh, all the scoring is done through this I Want to Make Her app through the through the high school system. Uh, but yeah, people want to come out and watch. We had a uh, you know last couple of years, we've had some kids shoot you know very very low numbers. So the talent level, you know, you know Ponte Beach has won, I don't know how many state ch- titles at this point. But uh, yeah, there's uh, there's, there's going to be some really good kids that I can certainly foresee on the college level very, very soon. So, yeah, 11.30 start tomorrow, uh, 11.30 to 1.30 double T. And if you want to come out, come on out.
0: Bruce, anybody wants to call and get a tee time at Jack's Beach Golf Club, it might take them a a couple of weeks, few weeks, a couple of phone calls to do it. You guys have been jamming out there. This has been a few years now since you redid everything. And, uh, wow, I mean, the the benefits of that, the golf course is fantastic. You guys have been packed, of course, coming off the pandemic. Give us just a a quick little overview of what's happened at Jack's Beach Golf Club because I tell a lot of people, I think it's such a cool story. You've got people lined up that want to play out there each and every day.
2: Yeah, I think it's a good problem to have, but today's still a problem, right? People that want to play that aren't able to play, right? I mean, we, I never thought that I'd be a place that, you know, three weeks in advance. We have pass holders uh, that can book three weeks in advance, general public two weeks in advance. And if you're a pass holder, you're lining up at midnight at, you know, 12.01 to get to tee time three weeks in advance because that's kind of what you have to do around here. So, yeah, we've been lucky. The city has been uh, a huge supporter of the changes that we wanted to make since we got here, got here in 2018 in October. Um, we have done, you know, the golf course is great. Condition is, is superb. The price is obviously good. We might be, you know, one of the busiest golf courses in the country. Uh, you know, I can't prove that, but I haven't had too many Santa Day done more than the rounds we have. But I think it's it's a great uh, testament to the golf superintendent and his staff of keeping the golf course condition the way they are, despite the, the play that we have not being able to close uh, on any given day except Christmas and when we airify. Uh, but the... the City's been super supportive, Brent. I can't thank them enough, and City Council's been 100% behind us making the change that we've made. So uh, yeah, we've just got lights on the driving range that'll start here and as soon as daylight savings is over, and uh, we'll have a lit driving range of food and beverage and drinks. So, yeah, we're excited. There's a lot of positive changes. A lot of uh, it's, a, it's a good vibe coming out here playing golf, good-conditioned golf course, great golf experience, and now we've got some uh, pretty good practice facilities. And like I said, a lot of great support from – The locals, local traffic that was here when the golf course wasn't in such great shape that are here, uh, you know, just happy that we've done what we've done. So it's a a true testament to a lot of people putting a lot of heads together and going the right direction at the same time. So, yeah, we've got to be very thankful. We're very lucky.
0: Well, keep up the good work. It's really a fun story, and it's a fun track, too. So go play it if you haven't, especially if you haven't been out there in years. It'll be totally different experience for you uh, than even you might have remembered. We love junior golf around here. The Dream 18 on Monday will help support and uh, benefit of the Dream 18 charity dollars. is North Florida Junior Golf Foundation along with St. Michael's Soldiers. So uh, good on you guys for putting together that event tomorrow afternoon uh, at Jack's Beach Golf Club. Once again, the uh, Jack's Beach Invitational Boys and Girls Competition. Not many like it on the golf scene in high school. Uh, Bruce, have a heck of a day out there. Thanks for uh, giving a heads up on it. Thanks, Brent. You have some great day. I appreciate it. All right. That's Bruce Moeller from Jack's Beach Golf Club. And a uh, uh, good event going on there tomorrow. Go check it out. Hopefully, uh, I'll, I'll pop out there for a little bit uh, to see some of the action as well. And maybe we'll bring you some highlights on CBS 47 and Fox 30 with Action Sports Jacks primetime on a Saturday night. Uh, it's a Friday night, and that means high school football. Here at Fleming Island against Oakleaf. Let's set the table for this one. Talk a little high school. Back to the NFL. We've got our picks still to come. And it's a shortened show here on a Friday because we have Florida State football ahead at 5. All the coverage begins on ESPN 690 at 5 o'clock. We'll be right back, friends, on ESPN 690 on a Friday presented by Nimic New Buick GMC and Baker Sports.